Hey, and welcome back to We Can Still Be Friends podcast. I'm your host, Kai. This is where we have interesting conversations with interesting people. Today's episode is a little bit different, and I just want to talk to you guys about my experience with pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing. So sadly, no guests today, but there will be in the next episode. Hope you enjoy listening and uh, enjoy. Okay, so I guess I'd be a hypocrite if I was to bring people on to the show and make them do some pickleback shots, spicy pickleback shots, that, that. and uh, I wouldn't do it when I'm doing my own solo. So here we go. Just because uh, for those Scotch enthusiasts out there that are gonna start to hate me, we get some Johnny Gold. Uh, my goal is not that you hate me, just that you accept the fact that I am disgusting. That's <laughs> that's what we're doing. Mm. All right, bottoms up. Oh, no, it's funny. The spicy pool juice, it's easier to have that than it is to have the Johnny Gold on the shot. Oh. And as always, Kraken and Coke. If you like vanilla Coke, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. So good. Okay, today, I want to talk about something that I was involved with. It was, a, it was a few years back now. It's actually, it's gone back quite a few years. But I was involved in, well, multi-level marketing, as some people like to call it, but really, it's just fucking pyramid schemes, aren't they? Um, so I did, I've done two pyramid schemes in my lifetime. Uh, one I did for about two years, and the other was um, just over a year. And I, I had a quite interesting position in both of those, both of those um, organizations. And I have a little bit of experience with them. So, look, it started, I was, oh, I must have been, I, I reckon I was, I was about 20. Oh, 20, yeah, 20 was when I first started the first one. I joined a scheme called um, World Ventures, and somehow it's still operational today. I don't know how. Um, but that, that's what I joined first. I joined this, this thing. And I, I still remember the show, like the, the seminar, my, ma- my mate told me, you know, I'll oh, come down to the seminar, my friend's having it. It's at this, um, it's at like some boys college in Adelaide. Uh, Cause that's, that's where I'm from, Adelaide. I'm at, this, at this boys college and I go there and I sit and I watch this thing and I was sold. I was like completely sold on this idea that we're gonna make all these like so much money and we're going to do so much together and apologize um and we're gonna we're gonna do all this like crazy stuff you know um together and we're gonna travel the world and it was just sort of it was definitely too good to be true i'll say that right now we will promise so much and um it just wasn't the way it was sold to us you know, it was, it was, 
there, there was elements of what they were talking about there, but it just definitely wasn't, it wasn't it, you know, it wasn't the dream that they sold us. We, um, we actually, well, I signed up that day. I was like, fucking, <laughs> I was like, so into it. I was like, all right, let's do it. I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to do all this stuff. And, um, I, I signed up. And that was it. I basically just made friends with the guys that had sold me this fucking dream. You know, and they, we, we end up becoming like this little group. We hang out all the time. Everything become this sort of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like World Ventures, which is the first one. Um, basically, it was this uh, club, we were told. Like this VIP club. And you get into the VIP club and they give you like discounted flights and accommodation and they do all these like pre-planned holidays for you and they had some but they were expensive still and you had to travel pretty far for them because like we're in Australia and it's always so far away from the way like the places that these things start at so if you wanted to go anywhere, it was like going to be a few grand just to get the flights over. And then you would like buy the dream trip because that's what they were called as dream trips. How funny. And it, they were expensive, you know, like they some of them were good. Some of them had like some good things about them, but they ultimately would just cost too much. And the whole idea of like, oh, you get more sales if you just do it more often, you know, that's, that's something that we always heard. So like all the time, it's like, you have to go on the trips, you have to go on the trips, you have to use the product, you know? Which is too, true to a degree. I think if you're selling something, you should, you should know exactly what you're selling and you, you should have used it before. But it's, uh, it's a little bit different when you're sold this, essentially a pyramid scheme, you know? We weren't told to sell the trips, we were told to sell uh, like memberships like you need to bring people in bring people in bring people in and then we were like oh if you get more people in like you make more money you'll, you'll like you'll do it better we said it so often and it was it was actually it was really full on uh, I remember this one guy telling me that I'm not doing enough and I was like contacting my friends and telling my friends about it and my family and literally anyone I could tell I was telling and he was like you're not doing enough that's why you're not successful. And I was just like, dude, like he's fucking, he's pushing me so hard. And I think that's crazy considering the fact that they sell you this dream, they sell you this idea that you're gonna do well and that it's easy do like, because look, everyone that signs up to one of these things hates their job. Like I absolutely hated what I was doing at the time. Hated everything about it. Hated the people there. Hated the hated the job. You know, um, not all the people, of course, but there was a, there was a there was enough people at the place that where I was at that I disliked, and they they clearly disliked me. That I wanted out. You know, I wanted a new fresh start. I wanted a new job. I wanted to. I wanted to do like make millions and want to travel the world. Everyone does, right? That's what the dream is, I think, to most people. Maybe they don't dream that, but everyone wants money at the end of the day. So I was like so sold on this. I just lost my mother to cancer like the year before. 
and I was told like you need to create a why as to why you're doing this you know and um, slowly my why became like oh well I want to make my mum proud you know <laughs> that's because that's what they do to you they make you think that that's the stuff that really matters it's like I want to make your mum your mum proud and you need to have a really good why so that way you keep going you have a reason to keep pushing so my my why became like make my mother proud my my dead mother proud and it was just it was just a bit of a joke really the fact that they don't know me they don't know what we've been through they know nothing and they're telling me that I need to do all this to be successful and I'm not successful enough because I'm not doing these things but like flip side of the coin they also weren't doing anything they just happened to have me on board so they decided to like that was how they were going to make start to make money is if I start growing the business and then they find other people that like a couple other people that can grow their business and that is essentially how the, the structure makes money you know you, you only need like you start up top of course in your spot not up top of the pyramid but you definitely start at a, at a point and then you need for this structured company you need three people actually no it's two legs so you needed two people underneath you and then after you've acquired I think it was from memory it was like five people you had to you had to acquire five people that you had directly um, sold to like directly got on board uh, and signed them up and then those people would have to you basically just coach those people to make all your money so you would just coach those people to sell 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 get people signed up and then you will start making monthly commission based on how much um, money they're bringing into the company so if you've got a structure of like a hundred people as long as you've signed up those five people and those five people are still in the business uh, yeah you're making a percentage of that company so like of, of all those people that you made up um, and they have ranks for depending on how many people are signed up and it's very very culty you know like uh, it, everything is based on how much you can do and um, look it's so bizarre I was with that company for I think it was about two years or lot. I did learn a lot. I won't say that it was a completely bad experience because I learned a lot in terms of sales and how to meet people and not be, because um, I wasn't very confident before then, but now I find myself very confident. I can talk to people. I don't like, I don't really care too much uh, what background you have or who you are. I will gladly have a conversation, but uh, it was thanks to that company for that, I guess. So uh, they, they gave me some life skills, whether or not, it was meant to be there or it was genuine at the time probably not you know uh, the people that you meet in those companies are very strange too I'll get into that in a minute but uh, World Ventures so I was with that company for a long time I'd signed a lot of people up uh, and enough to at least make a little bit of money every month and it was a USD the funniest thing about all these companies is it's always so hard for them to pay you out your money and that's something I've learned over the last, um, you know, six years is that all these companies, it doesn't matter what ones they are, they always have like something wrong with the payment system every now and again. Like it's never consistent. It's never like, oh, it's all good. Like every single time, like a normal business should be, you know, and you never get pushed as hard like this in a normal business. You know, you're ex like 
at least when you go to an, a normal job, you are expected to do your job, what you signed your contract for. That's it. You're just you. You're only there to do uh, what your contract says you're there to do. You know, you make you're basically employed to make the company profitable and to keep their whatever company it is to keep whatever um, things they have implemented going. So keep the structure they have uh, the exact same. You know. When you join up to one of these businesses, these yeah. um, pyramid schemes, they expect so much of you, like go above and beyond and this is your business. You can, you need to do everything with your business, but it's not, like it's the funniest thing. It's like these people think that they own their own business and I was one of these people. I was, I was manic, you know, I thought I owned my own business, thought all this crazy stuff, but it's not your business if you can't just change stuff whenever you want. And you have to abide by certain rules. Guess what? It's not yours. It's someone else's. You're just a, you know, they call you an affiliate. Well, like, basically, you're just a slave to the company. You know, these people making money, like, they're making all the money. If you do the figures uh, in terms of how much percentage you're making for the signups, look, you're making barely anything. It's like a, a couple percent as opposed to, you know, they make it. They make a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie. Like these companies, don't you don't need a lot of people to to make a few million. That's for sure. Like, hey, if you asked, um, what like 200 people for 200 dollars, you got yourself 200 thousand. So, and a lot of these sign up fees are very expensive. World Ventures at that time was, uh, I think it was about 300 Aussie, and I could afford it at the time. I was uh, I was working away, but there was like single mothers and. Uh, people that had like absolutely nothing that just they could not afford this at all and we were told to just tell them oh this story is so so bad but what we were told to say was oh if um <laughs> if your if your dad or your if a loved one of yours was uh if they were dying and they needed help and the only way to help them was if you had five hundred dollars would you find the five hundred dollars and everyone's always like, yeah, of course I would, you know? And they, they're like, yeah, well, you need to do the same thing because this is your life and this is the only way you're gonna make any money. And that's how it's sold to you. It's like, this so, it's always desperation, always life and death. It's never anything less than that. It's never like, oh, just enjoy what you're doing. No, 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 it's like, if you don't do this, you will die. That's how you're sort of told to sell, you know, die, like, sell as if nothing, else matters except for this and it breeds such a toxic sort of place I personally look it was it's pretty crazy I stopped talking to friends uh, I basically if you didn't make me money in this scheme then I was like I'd been brainwashed to think that you weren't you obviously didn't care about me and you weren't my friend now, I think a lot of people don't talk about that, but I lost so many friends and people that I cared about because I treat them like they didn't matter because they didn't want to join this dumb scheme. And I find that that's probably very common. You know, it's only it's only years after being out of this shit that I can sit here and talk about it. You know, and everyone that I care about and that is close to me understands that I love them and. I make sure I make time for them, you know, so I don't need to worry anymore about 
being judged or something but oh so i'm happy to say it you know i i use people for my own gain and it was not because i would want to now but because i felt like i had no other choice back then because it really is life or death when you're in this situation you don't have another choice when you're stuck in the scheme you know you want to those people that are in this thing we all become like very close friends and you could even say family because they're the only other ones that actually believe that you are in it 100% you know like anyone else you talk to about it they're always um, quite skeptical there's a lot of skeptics out there and the skeptics always say like oh well you know why like why would I join it's a scheme and but you're already sold you know no one can tell you it's a scheme or tell you that it's wrong so you know you you have your spiel you yell at them you do you say whatever you've got to say tell them that they've got stupid jobs and they're already in a pyramid scheme because uh, the person at the top owns the company and then and then um, underneath they have employees and you have to listen to them you know and like sorry they have managers and then underneath the managers like they have supervisors and then underneath the supervisors they have shift bosses and then underneath the shift bosses they have employees and it makes a pyramid because it just doesn't make sense because those people don't make money off of you they make money through the company like duh but that's what that's the shit that you're told though you're told that like this is stupid to have like a 9 to 5 job or like a job that just pays you because for some reason that's dumb Look, maybe it's not the best way to make money, but it's something that's safe. You know, you can have a job, you can have a day job for 40 years or whatever. That's the dream. That's what they say, 40, 40, 40, 40 uh, hours a week for 40 years. Um, for 40 grand a year. That's a, It's more of an American number, but that's, that's what they say. Uh, so anyway, like that's the dream they tell you and it actually works for some people at least in Australia you can have like a normal day job save your money buy a house it's not going to be easy I'm not saying it's easy because it's not but it's still a possibility you know find a partner do whatever it's going to happen you know you, you can make it happen it's not impossible um, but some of these schemes prey on you they prey on your vulnerability and usually it's people that have nothing or or have nowhere else to turn to, don't know what to do with their life. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what I, what. I hated my job at the time. You know, I, I was their perfect sort of, their perfect person, you know, and I picked it up and I ran with it. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really even make money in the end because all the money that you make, you end up putting back into the fucking business, trying to like do better. And it just doesn't work that way at all. Because you you make this you make this money like oh, oh I used to justify it so funny I I used to justify it by spending it on things that would make me more money like I went out and bought a um, I remember I bought this like uh, Microsoft Surface uh, Pro thing and it's just like a tablet that comes with a keyboard that's detachable but I remember saying that I wanted to have that because it would help me sell more so I could justify spending the money on it because. Oh, okay. If I spend, I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks at the time. If I spend this fifteen hundred dollars, 
it'll let me convert sales and I'll end up making money and it will cost me nothing, you know? And that was, I tried to spend everything I, I had or made, it was spent the same way, you know? Oh man, I hustled this for so long. I remember I would, so I used to work away uh, at this mine site and it was um, even time at the time, which means like I'm away for just as much time as I'm home uh, at that uh, place. I was away for eight days and back for six days. Um, and I would just be booked out. So every single day that I'm home, I'll have meetings with like two or three people every single day I'm home. Uh, I did a lot of meetings and I spoke to a lot of old friends. Uh, you're obviously encouraged to talk to those people. They even tell you like write a list with the people that you would call if you had a flat tire. You know, who's who's the, who's the your top 10 people you'd call if you had a flat tire? That's the people you need to talk to. They're the people that you need to call and ring and get to come down. So that's what you do. And then you go through your friends list. I remember making like Excel sheets with my, the people that were involved with this with me. And we made like Excel sheets and had like all the names, who they are, um, did they say yes? Did they say no? And like, of course we're encouraged, keep going back. If you hear a no, you need to keep asking because it usually takes seven no's until you get a yes through one person. You know, that's how long it takes for a sale is seven times of communication. It's crazy. And they just keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you, you know? And I did it for so long, it got so toxic. I remember leaving um, because there was just like complete and utter breakdown of uh, friendship groups uh, that were inside of it. I, I had a best friend that was that was in this this thing, and uh, we had a bit of a falling out. Uh, look, at the end of the day, we're all entirely manic with this shit. You know, we all thought that it was going to save us, and I think everyone acted the way they did because they had nothing else and this is their one thing that was going to help them out the most was this save this thing to save them but it, obviously it just didn't happen uh from what i remember uh world ventures ended up closing shop for some time i have seen recently that they're they're gone but they're still selling dream trips so i mean it's quite insane that a company can last so long uh, but look, I think we all put money into. It. I remember this. Uh, we did it. We did a trip actually over to Queensland. This is, and they hired out this big stadium to do like a seminar, but it was only for people that were were inside like World Ventures. So you had to you had to be in World Ventures to get to get there, and then you had to pay as well to go. So it and I remember the price was pretty exuberant. It was like a few hundred dollars. So you could go to this thing. And then if you wanted to get closer seats to the stage, it was like it worth even more money. And like, spoiler alert, look, the seats that were closer weren't closer at all. And people actually paid for it, it was quite funny. Uh, and like, we had like this award show and people were like rocking up and like getting congratulated for doing ranking up the fastest or getting this rank and it was oh it was so much we, and we did that for ages like it, it was like um, I think it was like two or three days so we went on like the Thursday 
and then we left on Tuesday. But I was with some friends and that were obviously in it and we're all a bit crazy. We're all a bit, we're all young and manic and a couple of the guys are alcoholics. So next, you know, we are partying like every single night down at, um, in the Gold Coast. I think I had like eight hours sleep over five days. Like it was insane. We actually ended up even getting scammed while we were there. So the guy that organized it made us send him all this money. And he's the, he's the guy that actually signed everyone up. So like there's, there's like an Adelaide team and there's all these other teams, but there's like a, specifically there's an Adelaide team. There's one guy that started in Adelaide and he signed up all these people. And basically everyone that's in this company lives and works under him, right? He's the one that organized everything. So we think he's like a good dude. You know, he's always organizing all the times that we all go away uh, and do like seminars and shit. He's, he's the go-to man. Well, turns out he actually wants just to scam everyone in every way possible. We end up paying him like a few hundred dollars uh, deposit on this sick hotel, like is it like he was he sent us this place and it just looked amazing, you know. So we send him this money, and he shows us that it's all booked, it's all good, and then all of a sudden, like two or three days before we go there, no one can hear from him, no one's heard from this guy. And fuck, fuck it, and like like I care. His name's Ben, right? So, like I'll I'll out him. Um, so Ben decides that he's not going to pay us that money back and he also is not going to reply to any of us. And we haven't sent, been sent any information about the hotel or anything. We have no idea what's going on. We get to Melbourne and um, one of the guys happened to know the hotel that we're meant to be at. So we go there and they tell us like, look, um, there was some money sent over, but it was only like for one night. And we look at the place that we're meant to be at, and it is a shithole. Like, this place looks like a backpackers, and I'm not dissing backpackers, uh, places of residence, but look, the money I paid to go to this thing for the weekend was a lot more than what we were getting. You know what I mean? Like, this place was like a $20 a night joint, you know? We go there, no one, everyone's pissed. Some of the people actually wanted to stay there. Uh, they had like a nice room in front of the water uh, looking over the beach and so they wanted to stay there and they, they ended up staying there um, thankfully we had one friend that was he, he was like sort of he stepped up he stepped up and started like running stuff you know he's a, he's a bit of an older guy and uh, he was like alright I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this so we ended up getting like another hotel room and again there was like seven of us sharing one massive uh, hotel suite you know and we, we just shopped around basically we just headhunted the best price we're like look there's this many people of us we want to get a we want to stay here for X amount of nights what can you do and we ended up getting a good price but it's funny the company that we worked for World Ventures was known to be like this really good VIP travel place they could get us cheap hotels cheap places we ended up getting this hotel room for cheaper than they could get it for us and I think it was at that moment I was just like uh yeah this doesn't seem right at all you know I was that's the point when I was like nah this is this is really screwed up because 
I was so sold, you know, it's, it seems professional, everyone in the company is really fun to be around. At this point, I hadn't really seen any negativity except from this Ben guy who took our money. That's the only time I'd really seen any negativity. So I was still, I was still good about it, you know. We end up going to this seminar for like two, three days and, um, you know, after the seminar, we just end up going out and getting absolutely trashed every night, having like two hours sleep, going back to the seminar again to, to learn. And it was good. It's very empowering. Um, but I did learn some things and um, I seen some things later on in life that really sort of woke me up. I, when, when we were there, you know, I remember laughing at this. It's so funny. While they were doing the, um, doing the seminar, people were just like in the crowd, like, wow, yes, oh my God. And like, just clapping, like randomly, like, why are you doing that? I don't know, but that's what they were doing. They were just clapping randomly. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? Why? Why are you clapping in this like this? It was just that random stuff. It wasn't even at anything. And they were just like, wow, oh my God. Like, I remember thinking, this is, this is so weird. This is so weird. And, but we, I stayed there anyway and watched the seminar and this guy came on and made us feel empowered. I was so hyped up. I was like loving this. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. I feel so good about it. And I was just like, all right. Uh, after the show I remember like jumping up and down I was like so enthusiastic so pumped just want to sell 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 I think for like the next two weeks I basically just every single person I ever spoke to I told them about what we did and I tried to get them on board and some people joined like I'm not gonna lie that's probably my best couple of weeks was with them because I had so much uh, belief in myself that this is it that this is like such a good thing so I was like really into it, but you know, I didn't really stick around, did I? So <laughs> could have been that bad, that good. Yeah, after the trip, we we flew home and we never really heard from him ever again, like Ben. Uh, I think I ended up getting my money back, a little, at least a little bit of it. He told us that he was all had like no money and he actually ended up befriending one of my, like another friend that wasn't even involved in this. And I, I remember telling him, like, warning him, like, dude, you need to stay away from him. He's bad news. And he didn't believe me, of course. No, no one really believes you. Or, like, I think when someone tells you some negativity about someone, you try not to believe it. You want to make your own, your own assumption up and your own sort of come to your own um, understanding of that person. You know, I'm the same. I will always give someone the benefit of the doubt. I'm never going to be someone that takes whatever everyone else says and then makes it seem like uh, you're a bad guy and or a bad girl and you're just not. You know, I'm always going to make sure I make, come to my own decision. But I told this guy, he didn't believe me and he ended up getting screwed over in the end as well. So it's just a bad dude, really. <laughs> ben, if you're watching this, I still want my money. All right. I know it's been like six years. <laughs> so that ends up happening we sell and then it just ended up like it got really bad you know I was telling my story every week like why I like doing this why like telling everyone my why and it just got worse and worse it got more toxic the more people that came on board it got more toxic 
people started fighting over stuff like someone would invite someone to a seminar and one of our other friends happens to know them that's also evolved and they invited them as well but they invited them months ago they never got back to them so then they would argue about who gets to sign them up it, there was a lot of that there's a, there a lot of um, infighting everyone was always arguing about who gets who and you know it was, it's so funny because like you'll get 20 bucks for signing someone up that's what you'll get but people would like almost kill for this they will kill for the 20 bucks which is so crazy you know but hey hate the 9 to 5 job because they're trying to screw you you know you do your math because I don't need to look um, I ended up leaving that company uh, it was quite obvious in the end how bad it was and it was so toxic you know uh, I started my own business after that with some with two of the guys from that uh, from that company and look that's another story for another day but long story short that ended badly too and it's just like you don't trust people that are appearance games you know that's end of the day unless unless they can show you that they're really not into it I wouldn't I wouldn't be trusting no one in their pyramid scheme that's for sure uh, a few years go past you know I, I end up going um, I end up leaving and just going back to work and working again and I got out of that whole thing you know um, a few years go past and the same sort of things happening I end up making quite a significant amount of money uh, do work and I uh, got made like redundant and stuff the last time yeah I got made redundant and from that from that place that I worked at and they gave me some money I I just uh, sort of I did some stuff I got some money through some property and, and whatnot and I I had a lot of cash you know what I mean and I was meant to spend it on certain things and I did spend it on a lot and I'm getting screwed over a bunch of times uh, trying to do some property development and then I was just looking for something to do like something I could make money in and sure enough this uh, next scheme comes along and it's involved in uh, foreign exchange so I do it uh, CFDs so I like a little bit of backstory. A few years before this, I'd been watching this guy on uh, on on YouTube teach people how to set, uh, make money trading foreign exchange. And I remember I traded, and I, I made like a bit of money. Like this is like a few years before this happened. I made like a bit of money, but I stopped. I just I was working too much away, and I didn't have time to to do it all. So. I just let it go. I didn't really think about it again. And then all of a sudden I seen, I met this other guy and he happened to be doing this new company that just started up. And guess who happens to be running the company? The guy that I used to learn from. His name's uh, Reza Mokhtarian. And he just started this company called uh, Kaizen. So I stupidly, I'm like all sold. I'm completely sold. As soon as I find out Reza's running this shit, completely sold. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Don't even, don't even sell me, bro. Now I went and seen this guy, and he's trying to sell me the dream. You know, he's trying to sell me this thing. I'm like, D 
dude, I know exactly who's running it. I know exactly what it's about. Don't even sell me. Just sign me up. I just want to be signed up because I know about it already. So I get signed up. Uh, the company hadn't launched it and I, for whatever reason, decided to just run with it. I was like, that's fine. That means that we can make we can make more money because I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up more people uh, quicker because we're gonna launch. Yeah, it's it's funny. All these companies are always in launch phase. It's so it's really funny actually. A lot of them, unless you go back to like the old school days of like Avon and like all these um, like the old school brands. You know, the ones that have been around for ages or like Tupperware. They're not in launch phase anymore. But everyone's everyone is in launch phase. Like. Oh, we're launching really soon. Oh, get involved now before the launch. These companies are never launching. They're, they're pyramid schemes. It's not going to happen. They don't want to launch. They want to be always in launch phase because guess what? That means everyone else can just get signed up. They don't have to go through all the legalities and shit. They want you to. They want you to sign up before that happens because they're worried that you're going to find them being find out they're a scam. That's really what it is. So, I, I jump in. I jump into this thing. I'm completely sold. I start trading. In my first uh, three days, I make two and a half grand trading. But that's not the business model. The business model is you sign more people up. It's not that you make money from the actual products. I I refuse to believe that. So, because I'd already been in World Adventures, I know that these things end up crashing and burning I decided you know what I'm going to learn as much as I can so I learn as much as I can I end up trading and I, I'm like this crazy trader that I remember like looking at charts uh, because everything you see is like um, you see bar charts and for people that don't know what that is uh, just think of like a graph but it's a bit more intricate and I remember reading these charts but just knowing exactly, I, I, like I understood exactly what they do and why they work the way they work and the psychology behind it and the, the mass psychology, like the macro behind everything and why it works the way it does. And I, ju I just understood it. I really got it. So I, I started to get really good at this. And, but it wasn't enough because everyone that's involved wants you to sign more people up. So... I started signing people up and it was it was easy because I knew what I was doing. So people would just join, you know, and they'll sign us up. I'll sign, I'll sign people up and start teaching them. I wouldn't even show them the products though. That's the funniest thing was like, I would, I would sign them up, show them what the company is, and then we wouldn't even look at the products. I would just teach them how to do what they want to do. Like how to trade certain things, what to look at, what, why you should be looking at it. I did, and I did that for ages. I remember doing, I must have done like hundreds of hours of like free trainings. I used to do, um, on the weekends, I would do like Saturday and Sunday markup and we would go through like six or seven even different charts and anything that had like a setup for like a buy or a sell, I would tell you and you could just, you could just jump on it. You know, and that's the stuff I was selling. I wasn't like I was just giving that away, and it was like nothing to do with the company. It was just like stuff I'd learned. Uh, I, I did it for so long. I ended up doing that for like a year, and during that year, I ended up getting. So the owner of the company, Reza, he lives in Canada, 
in Toronto. And he was meant to have this big seminar in Toronto. So I fly out to Toronto. It, we were told that it was booked out for like a few thousand people and that they he wanted the best traders and the people that had made the most moves in the company to be there. So uh, he wanted me there. And I flew out there and there honestly was like 10 of us. There was, there was no one there. I actually ended up getting there late. So I wasn't even there until like two days after the seminar. Uh, he had hired out this house for us, uh, for us all to stay in. And there's, so there's like 12 of us staying there. Uh, half of us slept on like air mattresses that we had to buy ourselves because there was no beds for us. So we stayed on the air mattresses. And I remember I didn't even have a blanket because I didn't know I had to bring a blanket, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I had to go out and buy a, buy all this shit. I had like barely any money this time because everything was involved in the company and everything else, all the other money was like tied up in my trading account. So I didn't really have that much money to be spending and I'm going over there and I'm spending like five grand just on like living expenses and uh, so I was there for two weeks. Uh, living expenses and like just things to actually be able to be there. I didn't even get to see Canada. You know what I mean? Like people travel so they can see the world. I traveled and stayed in the house for two weeks and I traded my fucking ass off. That's all I did. Like I, we went out for like two nights because it was someone's birthday, but that's it. Is there was no other reason to go out. I didn't see like um, the, I think it's like the spike tower or whatever it is. You know, Toronto tower. That, like I didn't see that I didn't see anything I didn't get to go sightseeing um, I barely met anyone that actually lived there because the people that we stayed with uh, they had all been flown in through Reza and those people were all either there was two other guys from Australia and then everyone else from like America and there was two other dudes from like Canada but they were not from the area so we're all just still chilling in this house you know what I mean it was very, very strange. And I, I think I've seen Reza like three or four times. That was it. The guy that flew us out and said he wanted to train us and stuff. Seen like three or four times. And even when we did see him, look, he gave me like probably the worst advice ever because I was like, I was so driven and stuff before this, you know? It's taken me many years to actually get the drive back. But... I had, so I'm there and Brista says to us this bit of information and maybe it will work on some people, but he asked us if we want to be millionaires. That's like, that's what he did with us. He's like, do you want to be a millionaire? Do you want to make, do you want to make X amount of money? You know, and of course we're like, yeah, we're all young kids. You know what I mean? I'm like 20, 23 or something. I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course I want to be, you know, like, yeah, 22, 23. And I'm like, yeah, of course, I want to make money. Like, come on, man, I want to be a millionaire. And he says to us, lie, cheat, steal. Do whatever you need to do to make money. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Just make as much as you can, as fast as you can, and however you can. No one else is going to care. He's, and then he says, do you know what happens when you die? And I said, what? He says, after... 
you know, everyone comes to your funeral, they cry, they talk about what you've been through, what you've done, pretend that they care, and then six months later, they just forget about you. They don't even care anymore. No one talks about you. And I just lost my mum to cancer a couple years beforehand, and that really resonated with me. I really felt that in my bones. Now I was like, fuck, you're so right. So... As soon as I heard that though, I was just, instead of being like encouraged to just do that shit, it really messed with me because I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to lie and cheat and steal, you know, it goes against every bone in my body. You know, I think if you're a man, you do what you can as a man and uh, like, you know, you work the job you don't want to do and you, you work hard and feed your family and look after your family. You don't cheat and lie and steal. That's that's just something a rat does, you know. Some a bottom feeder does. You know, I don't care if you've got a million dollars and you're a liar, cheater. You know, you're a piece of shit. You are. You don't. You don't deserve. Like, you don't deserve what you have, and you'll lose it eventually. Karma will come and get you. You know, it's not not even a question. It's going to come get you eventually, if you're going to cheat people out of money or cheat people out of who they are, and you're going to. Uh, lie about who you are and you're going to steal from people you can only, it's only going to end one way it's bad so I didn't want to be that I ended up losing all my motivation for the company and I started figuring out ways that I could take it and be, be by myself and doing it alone so I started working alone uh, this is the year that Trump got elected so if that puts some context in I remember trading and I've never been involved in an election trade so uh, obviously the markets are entirely affected by uh, you know what happens in the world you know that is something that it's quite evident yeah we've got think especially when there's a presidential election no one really knows what's going to happen. Is there safety? Is there not? Uh, foreign exchange is already based off of like currency, so like you're you're trading basically like US dollar versus Aussie dollar, and so on. Um, and a lot of that is based off of fundamentals. Like fundamentals are things like when there's an election or when um, when like GDP comes out, global domestic products. So like. Um, like when those stats come out those are fundamentals and they're not technicals technicals are looking at charts and marking up different charts to make sense of them and see where they're going to go looking at past patterns and then hopefully predicting future patterns based on those past patterns uh, when Trump got elected I remember gold went crazy like um, XRP went like it, it was ridiculous, you know, like skyrocketed and then like drops. So crazy. And I'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money. <laughs> Anyone that tells you that they make money in a chaotic market that's like based on fundamentals is a fucking liar. You make sure you can make money here and there, but you'll lose it because if that's how you base your trading strategy, you just end up losing it all. That works for everything, including crypto. If you think you're going to trade and make money, and it's chaotic and you think it's going to be all good you're wrong it just it'll catch up with you eventually if you're a risky trader 
you'll you'll lose me because I know I've had it happen. Uh, I I kept trading and we we traded through that shit. We ended up somehow making it. I I stuck I stood away from a lot of the trades during that time period. And um, long story short, Christmas starts coming up and. Um, for some reason, like everyone just shuts down. Like a lot of the banks shut down before Christmas and after Christmas for a few weeks. And it always takes the, it always takes time for the market to sort of like normalize after that. Well, I had done it for so long that I've been trading for so long that it would become my only source of income. Now I was taking a wage out of this shit, so I'll have to take a wage out like every month or every week or so. And then Christmas comes up and all of a sudden I'm losing money. And I don't know how to make money because every trade I put on ends up going the wrong way or I don't make money. And I'm starting to freak out, you know. And I ended up putting all my bets on this one trade. So I'm still involved in the company. Reza has this like auto trader that you can hook up into that basically any trade he puts on, your account automatically does, right? So uh, if he puts a buy on Aussie versus, um, you know, New Zealand dollar or something, then you automatically put yours on for the exact same thing. And I don't have to worry about anything happening he it's whatever he does with his account happens with your account, you know. And at this time, he had a hundred wins for a hundred trades, so we're all pretty hyped up about this, you know. Like, and I couldn't make a single trade uh, during this time period. I'll mention also, I never used to sell that shit. Like, I always said, make your own trades, make your own money one day this thing is going to come crashing down you need to be out of you need to be self-sufficient in trading because as long as you have that skill you can trade anything but if the company goes then you'll lose your your big downline and you won't have your big pyramid anymore so you need to make sure you've at least got your the the skill that you're buying into so I, but I lost my skill because I, I couldn't win. So I ended up copying this auto trader and I lost everything. I lost my entire account. Um, at that time, I think my account, let's just say it was in the tens of thousands. Uh, I'm not going to put a specific number on there, but it was quite a large number. Uh, and I lost, I lost everything. I lost everything through this fucking auto trader. And I remember looking at it and thinking, nah, this, this auto trade is wrong. But because I'd lost so much, I had lost complete faith and confidence in myself for being a good trader. And I can still look at it right now. And it was, it was like GBP CAD, which is um, Great British Pound versus Canadian Dollar. And I remember looking at it and thinking, this is this is a buy this is this is going to go up and there's no sign that it's going down at all but this guy put a sell, put a sell on it and everything in my brain and body said no 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 this is wrong but I, I just still followed it because I 
it's all I had. I didn't know what else to do. I'd lost so much already and I, I couldn't win. So I, I had no faith. I had no belief. I ended, up, I ended up going with it and just doing doing exactly that. Let, I let him take over and lost everything. I lost my whole account. And um, I ended up getting back, in, back involved in my previous job and um, following that career path again because I, I literally lost everything. I ended up becoming homeless and uh, lived on couches for, you know, a couple months. I didn't have anywhere to go. And I just, I had nothing, you know what I mean? I, um, it was a very humbling experience. I was very, I was very manic back then. You know, no one could tell me what to do. No one could tell me I'm wrong. I knew the, the, to me, I understood what it was to be happy in life or what life was about because I'd been so indoctrinated through these pyramid schemes that that's all there was, you know, that I was completely, it's completely in it. It was a, it was a long journey and uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm out now. Even nowadays, sometimes I'll have like seller's remorse or buyer's remorse when I see like a trade or um, maybe it's crypto or something. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll have that remorse. I, I don't like looking at it because I remember being so involved in all of it that it's all that mattered. I, hey, for anyone that's um, into trading now, let's have a look at what Ethereum price is. I'll tell you a quick story before we get off. Um, but Ethereum is a, Ethereum is a, is a cryptocurrency that is quite strong sitting right now at <laughs> 5,800 and I had a very close friend of mine come to me when Ethereum first started and he showed me Ethereum when it was $12 a coin, $12. So look, I've been, I've been around the block. That's a, that's one of those things where I wish I was involved, you know, and uh, like at the same time, I don't like, I know the stress that that world brings. It's very much dog eat dog. And I've seen, I see people now even on my Facebook and other social media platforms and they try to sell you this. They try to sell you this dream that, you know, you can make all this money and you do all this stuff, but it's not that simple. You know what I mean? I would be a multimillionaire now if I put that like a few thousand dollars into that back when it was uh, first around and I didn't. But I also know that even if I was up like 100K, I would have taken it out, would have sold it all. You know, I would have made it, I would have, I would have just, it wouldn't be as worth as much as 5,878. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have left it till now. You know, I was taking that money out. That was my, that was my well-being. That was the money I was making. So these people that try to sell you this shit, look, some people are legit. Others not. It, just know that everything comes with risk. Be prepared to lose everything because if you're prepared to make more than what you have, you need to be prepared to lose more than what you have too. And it might not be uh, money. It might be everything else. It might be your friends, your family. Uh, I lost a lot of a lot of close friends, a lot of family. Uh, I won't say a lot of family, but I lost some family. Uh, you know, I lost a lot of people because I decided to really run with this shit and it's not healthy maybe maybe trading is good for some people maybe it is uh, I also understand the world that it lives in and the world it comes from because I've lived it and I can say 
that it's not healthy. I, hey, I meet people nowadays that talk about it, like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a crypto guru. Like, that's all they have. It's really sad, you know. One thing I've learned because I, like, I hide a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. I've had, I've been in both situations. If you don't have something you love, then you'll you'll be nothing. And if you find something you love, it's amazing. It's like more than most people have. Most people don't even enjoy their life at all. You know, depression is quite a, quite a big thing right now, and it's only getting worse. Depression, anxiety, it's at an all time high. And look, that's a, that's a, another conversation for another day. But it's uh, it. it Depression is at an all-time high. So is anxiety. There's got to be a reason for it. Maybe I, I, I don't know what that reason necessarily is, but I can't imagine it's because uh, everyone's happy doing their own thing or whatever. That's the most powerful thing. That's real wealth to me. Be happy with your life no matter what you're doing. Maybe it's the wrong job for you, whatever. Get a hobby. You, know, you don't have to necessarily love the job you're doing but get something that you do love so at least your job is feeding that you know so you've got a reason to be there my experience with pyramid schemes and everything else look it's been a long journey I've got a few more I've got a few stories about it, a few more stories but that's just basically the overall gist of it and I hope I hope you guys can learn from me because like I want to, I hope that at least someone gets something out of this, like, otherwise it's just sort of a loss, like, there's no reason for me to be doing that at all, is there, or was there, <laughs> where's the learnt story, I don't know, oh, man, it was crazy, if you have any questions about it, just be sure to hit me up, I don't mind talking about this stuff, or about premise schemes, or any anything that's off topic, um, I got nothing to lose, and I'm glad I'm out of that. That's that zone. I never want to go back, and I, I hope other people tend to stay away from these co- from these companies. They prey on vulnerable people. They're not good things at all. Um, MLM and purpose schemes are not good things. They never will be good things. They have your worst interest at heart. You know, uh, these the, all of these companies. It will do the do the exact same thing, and that is when you're making a money, you're praised and worshipped, and when you're making no money, you're told how absolutely shit you are and how you need to improve. There's there's no in between. You know, you're never allowed to just do your own thing. You're always getting pushed harder, and no one no one ever really accepts you, or accepts that this is a hobby. You know, it becomes your life. Anyway, guys. Um, thanks for listening again if you have any questions uh, be sure to ask if you got through this far uh, it's almost an hour now I can't believe I've quick time flying but if you have any questions be sure to ask and thanks for listening and we'll see you next time I hopefully we'll have a, another show out later this week uh, coming this weekend I think so yep and um, yeah, I look forward to it I look forward to the show look forward to getting your feedback and listening to everything. It's been really fun. All right, guys. Have a good day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.